Welcome to episode five of Adventures in Autism. I'm Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming back and for listening. I am so excited to be just continuing on episode five already. That's awesome. I have a really awesome guest on today. Her name is Christy. She is a fellow autism mama and she is, she's just so funny and she was great to talk to. She had really, really awesome perspective that I think a lot of people are going to relate to. I do want to give a disclosure. We had a little bit of a you know, technical difficulties with this episode. So the sound is not as good as I would like it to be. Um, we didn't have the best connection. So bear with me. It's a little glitchy in spots. She kind of cuts out a little bit around like nine minutes. Um, but just stick with it. I think it's, I think it's a really good episode. I, I loved how honest and real she was. So even though the sound is not the best, I think the message, is what's most important. I think that with, with the whole thing with the podcast, I just, the, the idea around it, you know, just that, that support piece, I just think is so, I think it's so important. And it was really, really great to talk to Christy. So keep that in mind when you're listening. I also want to give a little warning. She did drop an F bomb, (laughs) which, you know, we keep it real here at Adventures in Autism. And sometimes, you got to say it. So this is a little more adult listening. Um, but again, I think you guys will, will really appreciate it. So I hope you enjoy listening. Here's Christy. Hello, Christy. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Thank you. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Christy has told me that she's a little bit nervous, but I know she's going to be amazing. So I'm not nervous at all. Um, I just want to give a, a little background. So Christy and I met like, I mean, how long has it been? It was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, maybe, t- maybe 12, 13 years, something. I mean, there. like at least that much. We, we worked together at a department store in cosmetics. Not for yeah. very long though. I didn't work there <laughs> very long. Oh, you but- did it, but I, I just fell in love with you instantly. Oh, you're so sweet. I fell in love with you too. We were, yeah, we had like a, just a love connection very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> But through the magic of social media, we've been able to stay in touch all these years. Um, And we hadn't, I don't think we'd really talked too much. I mean, just like a little bit here and there. But then, was it last year that that you had contacted me after after your son was diagnosed? Or was it two years ago? It was. Yeah, he was six years old. He's seven now. So that's right. Okay. So, um, yeah. And you had just reached out and sent me a message. And I mean, I think it was like, like right when you had found out and you were yep. you were just looking for some some support which I yeah. totally what get that. You here. Yeah. Yes, completely. So okay, so take me back then um kind of to the beginning. Take me back to like when Mikey was a baby and or and when you first had him and just kind of like walk me through a little bit of what that looked like. Sure. I mean, I of course loved him dearly. He he's just the definition of perfection. He's my perfect baby, yeah. my only child. <laughs> um, and, you know, he, he was one of his most defining um, symptoms, I guess you would say, is his fidgets, what we call them. Like, c- kind of, I would like equate it to like a hand flapping. Mm-hmm. 
it's um a, like a tensing of muscles he's you know it's changed over the years with rolling of the eyes flexing of the legs you know he does different is a fidget you know it's fidgeting like st- and so he- what we would call stimming yeah 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 i yeah. don't know what they call it. it's unusual but it's yes uh-huh what he and he did it from infancy and i remember thinking when when i saw him as a baby that's what he was doing in there because i would feel in my stomach the fluttering but it wasn't like a kick that somebody could feel from the outside but I would feel it. And I honestly believe that in the womb, he was doing his fidgets. So interesting. It, yeah, it really is. Because when he came out, I, I remember saying, oh, that's what, what that was. The flexing of the legs and the hands and the arms and the feet. And he still does it. Oh, wow. You know, mm-hmm. to, to this day. I mean, it's his most defining symptom, his most obvious symptom, okay. I would say. Okay. Yeah. So he had that as a as a baby. And then just milestones like crawling walking he was always just right there on the edge of normal you know Mm -hmm. he would make it you know he started walking at 12 months or I'm sorry crawling at 12 months walking at 18 months you know and and when they would say you're supposed to have this many words he would have like exactly that many words you know it was just you know he it was clear to me Mm -hmm. that you know, he was, he was lagging, you know, and then we went through like preschool, the, the early childhood um, assessment and, Mm -hmm. you know, they noticed there some things and, you know, it was, it was just, it was always there. It was always clear to me, but, you know, did like your, did your pediatrician, did you guys ever discuss this like before preschool age or was it like, okay. It's weird with his pediatrician because his pediatrician was the same man who was there in the hospital from birth. And I never really liked him. And I remember you talking about a teacher that you didn't love for Logan. Yep. (laughs) And the, 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 the feeling was similar. Like Mm -hmm. I remember he put on, um, put on his first preschool physical autism spectrum disorder and he hadn't gone through any formal testing or anything like that and he just put that label on him without having explored it or or discussed it it was like he knew you know and I was like why is this here it was just not great communication with him so then I moved to another doctor and things kind of progressed better from there okay good so you did get him a new doctor um, yes. So, so at what, how, at what age was he when, when the doctor had given him that, that label? He still, we still, I still don't have a medical diagnosis for Mikey. Yeah. He, I only have the autism spectrum. He took the, um, the ADOS testing through the school and, okay. you know, it was administered by doctors there uh-huh. at his school. School is incredible. I, my son goes to an amazing school, Saratoga Elementary in Morris, Illinois, where he has received you know, social work, speech therapy, occupational I go through his IEP meetings there. Yeah. Just an incredible team of people. And I'm still not, I still haven't done the medical diagnosis, which I know I need to, but I'm like, oh God, I just am still not sure what to do because so, and it's like, where right now? Uh-huh. 
so it's it's difficult. But he did, he did take the ADOS test and did score for autism spectrum disorder. So I know he has that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he always has. You know I've always okay. Known. Gotcha. Um, no, I mean more so like when when the doctor had first said that to you, like regardless of you know it, it being a formal diagnosis, like was it a surprise to you to hear that or no? No, 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 okay. it wasn't. But I was I I was like I want to know why you're mm-hmm. saying this like the communication with him totally. wasn't great because for me so just all consuming I would just when he first started to talk when he first started to have words and and his speech was getting I remember him like coming up to me and saying mama and like gibberish and seeing in his eyes like he desperately wanted to communicate whatever he was saying but couldn't physically say the words and I'd say what what baby what and I could just I just would watch him give up and say what I'm saying and like turn and go away and and me being like oh god I want to know I communicated that to the doctor and he was just like oh you know and I'm like wait you know um that's yeah I totally I totally understand what you mean with about that too because so many times too, like listening to Logan and thinking like, I know he's trying to communicate with me. And it's just like the, the words were like, just not there with him. Yeah. And it's so heartbreaking because you're desperate to know, you know, what they're saying. And and our picture looks so different now, you know, because again, through our school system, he's had an amazing, you know, experience. I'm from a very small rural community and we have our, our special education and our early high childhood intervention are so strong here. And I've just seen like incredible improvements with him. And now it's a little different. I mean, he's about to be eight and his differences are more clear the closer you get to yeah. him, you know? For, so he looks, normally people would, you know, sometimes if children are, a nonverbal or they're you know clearly avoiding eye contact or whatever you know people know oh okay this is like a special needs child you know whatever right away but Mikey you have to get into it with him and then they go oh you know like what's going on here why am I having trouble communicating with this you know seven-year-old child and and so his picture is a little different now and I think that's so it's that's what's so interesting about autism is that it is so different, you know, from, from person to person, it looks completely different. Yes, absolutely. So, so with him, I, I find myself now really trying to let him be more independent as far as his communication with other people, strangers, like just for example, today, I'm sure you saw on my social media, I went and had breakfast with my brother and his girlfriend, Mikey came with us. And, and even now he'll say, you know, he does like a little motion where he takes his finger and he puts it around to each person. And they're like, looking at me like, what's going on? What's he doing? I'm like, oh, it's the fortune wheel. So whoever he lands on, it's your turn to talk. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I know. I know him. Right. Just like me and him. And, and so it's, it's, it's so hard to let him just go out there and not say, oh, he's saying yes. Or or, or repeat 
word that he says, you know, let him be understood. Mm -hmm. Let him be asked to repeat because I hover and I'm like, oh, he said this or, oh, he wants to know this or he's playing this. You know? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I do the same. It's, it's so hard to find that happy medium of like, you know, obviously protecting them and being there for them, but at the same time, letting them, you know, have that space to do their own thing yeah. and to, yeah, to say their words and to, you know, ha- have that. Cause that, I mean, that- communicate yeah. to, to gain independence, you know, it, it's such a habit. Yeah. It's just so in, ingrained in my interaction with him. And so that's where I'm struggling now. And also, like, he's been having a lot of um, what they call discipline referral forms okay. at school, which is where, you know, your kid acts <laughs> up and they call the office and they send home a thing that says, hey, this okay. is what your kid did. You know, so lately he's been having a lot of trouble with partner work. He doesn't want to do partner work. And they'll say, oh, he really hurt the other child's feelings. You know, and I'm like, well, that's because he has trouble with social communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, autism spectrum disorder is a social communication yep. disorder. Like, they know mm-hmm. that, you know, like, that's on his, everybody knows that's why he has his aid. That's, you know, that's what's happening. Why are we, you know, forcing that? But then I just go, you know what? He's got to do it. He's got to do it. He's got to fight through it. As hard as it may be, you know, for me, it may be natural to be like, hey, yeah, it was cool. Let's work together. You know, where for him, it's like, eh, I can't look at yeah. you in the face, you know? It's, it's so, there's so many things that we, and you don't even realize it until you, you have a child with autism. We take for granted. <laughs> we take for granted so many of like the things that, that we're able to do. Like just, I mean, just speaking, just being able to have a conversation without having yeah. to you know, really search for the words. Um, those are all, mm-hmm. those are things that we just, we don't even think about, but you know, when you have autism, it's just like the, everything is, you work so hard for all of that. So it's like, like, like you said, you know, everybody realizes like, this is the issue that we're, we're dealing with, but it still keeps coming up because, you know, people just, they don't really know how to handle it sometimes. Yeah. That was going to be my other question for you. So what grade is he in now? He's in second grade and he is in, um, he's in a regular classroom setting, uh, with an aid. And he has the aid like all day with him. Correct. Yes. All day, every day. But he has improved by leaps and bounds. Like in Uh these last two years, he just, uh, finished occupational therapy first grade was his last year of occupational therapy so now he's just doing speech and social work so you know he's worked super 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 hard to to get to where he is and I'm just oh I'm proud of him of course yeah it sounds like he's honestly doing amazing he he really is he really is and it's god you know how it is man it's like they're the most perfect person you ever met and you hate to have to watch him work so hard you know you hate to watch it but at the same time it's just like like I've said it before like the when they do reach those milestones or when they have that progress you you're so much more thankful for it and you appreciate it 10 times harder because you know how hard they've worked for it see that's unique for you you have other children he's my only one yeah so you're probably thinking 
for your other children. Oh, you guys are sailing. Oh, totally. You don't even. <laughs> That's how I feel, especially with my middle, because like she's tw- two and a half now, and yeah, I mean, like obviously, like I'm so I'm so proud of her for everything that she's yes. able to do. Like I'm amazed by her, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's and it's so funny too because like we are. I mean, because Logan is still for all intents and purposes nonverbal he has lots mm-hmm. of words and he's starting to have a few phrases so we're seeing... oh he's gonna get there he's yes, gonna get there yes thank you no we're, we're seeing huge progress but it's so funny because we still when we're like requesting for him to say a word we'll kind of like point to our mouth to show him like you know okay say the word say the word so she'll <laughs> see us doing that with him so like if we want him to say please and we're like okay point into your mouth say please and then she points to her mouth please and we're like okay no, no, you can say it. We're not concerned about you. <laughs> it's so funny, but she's a copycat. No, no points no, for you. No, sorry. Okay. <laughs> she's such a copycat, though. She has to be like have the same thing. Um, but that oh was. I do want to talk. Children you have, they're also gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much. Shows Mikey. He's oh my god, he's so handsome. He's just like cute, right? It's like even okay. So you're you're obviously just always going to be a little weird, but I'm hoping that there's good looks. <laughs> Don't just pull you on through. You know? You're a little quirky, <laughs> but you're super handsome. But that's you're so damn fun. handsome. You'll probably be our. That's what I tell oh my myself. God, that's so funny. Well, I mean, he's he's just a stud muffin. So I I'm with you. Um. Okay, but tell me a little about that because Mikey's your he's your only child, and you are a single mom. So I think it's a little mm-hmm. the the challenges that you face are a little bit different than you know a lot of parents on the spectrum who have a partner to lean on. Tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, I um, had a relationship with his father. We were together for six years. Um, You know, I always kind of knew that maybe I was dating down, you know, (laughs) Okay. you know, I adored him and just loved him so dearly. And he had such a beautiful, joyful spirit, which I really think Mikey has, has gotten, along with his looks, you know, he looks nothing like me. <laughs> and so, you know, when we were together, it was, and, and I had my pregnancy, I never really thought of actually raising a child. It was just like me and him and like our sleeping little baby worried about being a couple, you know? Yeah. So that he was born and everything changed. You know, he was this needy being that just needed my, my whole self and, I, you know, I changed. It was like I became responsible, became solely focused on my son. You um, I found that. <laughs> I said that? you became a mother. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm somebody's actual mom now. I can't be your right. mom anymore. Right. You know, so, um, you know, cheated, whatever. Things went south. We, you know, we broke up. Um, Never in all my wildest dreams did I ever think he would just completely abandon, you know, his child. But that's what happened. He kind of, you know, drifted into the the past slowly, but surely. And it's just been me and Mikey. And I, I, I went through my whole, um, you know, sort of uncovering of his, uh, his ASD alone. And it was tough, man. It was, it was scary, but... I have a great support system. My family is always there for me. Uh, my work family, I remember going through that whole period where he was going through the um, early childhood intervention testing. 
And there was one morning in particular, I remember I was sitting in the office of the school that he was potentially going to go to. I had wanted him to go to the church preschool that me and all my siblings had gone to. But after he had gone through the testing, it was clear that he needed more than they were able to offer. And, I, you know, I'm sitting in this office waiting for this results from these tests. And, you know, a girlfriend of mine from work texted me and said, hey, listen, no matter what happens, you got this. You have a beautiful boy. He's perfect. You're a great mom. Be strong. I'm here for you. Call me when you're done. Tell me all about it. And, and just that text message, I remember, like, it makes me want to choke up, like, so vividly mm-hmm. because that support, just having her there for me and, and knowing that someone saw how hard it was, you know? Yeah. A lot. And that was when, you know, they told me that, you know, he needed, he needed more. He needed help. He, he was not where he was supposed to be and stuff. And I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're. I mean, it's tough to deal with that as a parent, I think in any capacity, but yeah, I feel like as, as a single parent, that's gotta be so tough because you know, you, you do, you need so much support when you're going through that. And yeah, I mean, obviously I have my husband and Manny and I, we were really, really leaned on each other at that time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I feel for you that you, yeah. that you, well, and I always had my mom too. I remember a conversation with my mom, um, bawling. I mean, I was girl, you know, the oh. tears, the tears. <laughs> Don't even bawling. have to explain that. I'm yes, familiar just with saying, tears. That is so unfair. Why can he not? just say what he wants to say and and it was you know again just seeing that look in his face where he would just give up that he just wasn't able to communicate you know or when he would cry and cry and cry and I wouldn't know what you know and and just saying why is it so hard and her you know I could see that she hated seeing me that way but Mm -hmm. she was like well you can sit here and cry about it or you can do whatever you have to do you know And, and just like you're going to have to be a strong, you know, for lack of a better word, be at, to, to deal <laughs> with what you, you know, like you're going to have to be strong and cut the, you know, cut the whining, sack up <laughs> and, and what you got to do. And I was like, okay, all right, I got this. I can do this. You know, she, she's good for that kind of, that kind of <laughs> tough, you know, <laughs> that's so that, well, that's, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know that your, your, your family is awesome and, they're always there for you and Mikey, which is, yeah, we have a great support system. That's so good. Yeah. And he has a cousin that has too, um, some, some symptoms, which, which makes you wonder about like genetics and stuff. And he's like, uh, both, uh, Mikey's cousin, who's like six months younger than him and Mikey have a lot of like sensory stuff They're They're both really, really bad with food. Uh, like they both have, you can count on two hands the things that they will eat, you know, and so yeah, there, there there's that too that I always had my sister that I could be like, oh my god, if this kid, if I'm able to keep him alive, you know, that's that's <laughs> gonna be the bottom line. And she's like, I hear you, like my kids over here, skin and bone, the kid won't eat, you know. Yes, oh my gosh, I totally understand that. Logan is yeah. like, 
literally I had to find a belt today to keep his pants on because that's how skinny he is. His pants yeah. don't even stay on. Yeah, and people are like, well, if you just let him starve long enough, you're like, no, he will literally oh. let himself die. Like, you don't get it. <laughs> that is the worst when someone tries to give you that kind of advice of like, well, yeah, don't don't feed him snacks and like just let him eat their food. And it's like, okay, do you think that like I I I'm choosing to do this? Like, <laughs> you, yeah. What do you, do you think? think? Yeah, I, mean, I would shut mouth if I could. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh, totally, totally. No, I I I hundred percent. I always feel like with food though, like and we'll talk about this with his therapist a lot. Like they're like, well, maybe we could do like some food therapy. And not that, not that it's not something I want to work on because eventually I do, but I'm always like, we have bigger fish to fry than yeah. the food yeah. thing. Cause I'm like, right. he's alive. He's growing. He's technically exactly. like totally like, like he is, he's pretty average. He's really tall, but he's pretty average as far as like growth curve kind of thing. Yeah. So as much as it like, as the mother in me is like, eat, you need to eat. He actually, yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, you're a healthy growing child. So I'm like, let's focus on, you know, the, the bigger stuff. And then maybe eventually we'll work on the food stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. When we get there, we'll get there. And I've had uh, the school, I mean, every year, every year, school starts, the kids start going to lunch. They say, hi, we noticed Mikey's not really eating. I'm like, yeah. He's not. I'll get a note from his doctor if you need one. Like, yep. you know, he's, he's not going to eat. Just don't bother. Let, <laughs> let the kid just live. You know? Just let him live. Keep him alive. Don't worry. We'll handle it here. Yes, absolutely. I think you, you do have to kind of get that way. Like when you, when you have a child with autism, you kind of like how your mom was saying too, like you got to like, okay, can't whine about it. Got to, you know, yes, yeah. But you learn to talk that way to other people, too. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, you're right. That is what it is. Like, you yeah. don't have time to, like, over-explain things to someone. Because it's like, here's the situation. It is what it is. Like, either accept it or get out of my way. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Accept it or get out of my way. Like, either yeah. you're into it or you're not. And, and yeah. I go through those experiences with, like, his extracurriculars and stuff. Like, I, I had him in baseball and it's like, okay, you, you're clearly getting awkward trying to interact with my child. Just bye. You know, that's fine. <laughs> you know, bye. And then there are people that are like, Hey, Hey buddy, you know, all right. You know, and they're into it. Great. Yeah. Either way, whoever you're going to be, that's fine. We're going to yeah. be here. We're doing our thing and either you're into it or you're not. And And that's just how you have to be. And it's taken me, girl all these years to even get to that point and and still it's still working you know yes no it's it's always a work in progress because they're they're always changing we're always changing and you know like how how we were saying before too it's like you you want to do everything for them but at the same time you want to give them their space so it's just like finding that balance is just so hard yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. But I want to gotta... backtrack just a little bit, just because I personally have questions about it. But yeah. what does it look like um, with the school testing? Because that wasn't even something that like I I knew was really a thing until you had told me that when when Mikey was diagnosed that he had done the school testing, and I was like, they do that at school? Like I didn't even know about that. Well, he again, 
I can't say enough good things about the school that he's in. Um, and, you know, the women, they were both women, the, oh God, I can't remember their titles. They work for the school and they're both doctors. Okay. And um, they had been uh, just in Mikey's day to day from his uh, a preschool to, let's see, I think it was the end of kindergarten that he received his uh, testing. So for like two years. And he was under the umbrella of developmental delay as far as his education was concerned. And in that time period that he was going through school under that, that umbrella was in the time period that I was changing doctors for him. I went from his pediatrician who was severely lacking to uh, this general practitioner who we have now, who who's great and kind of lets me take the reins which you know I don't know if that's good or bad but that's where we're at and (laughs) they um they were like you know as Mikey Mikey goes on his his education there's less available to him under this label of developmental delay than if we do some further testing and if they if they score within within this certain test the ADOS test there's more available to them, which we think he needs. And I was like, very, I've always been like very reluctant, like very denial, very like, no, 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 he's fine. You know, until like recent years, you know? And um, I was like, all right, cool. Go ahead. Do that. You know, do that. And then they're like, okay, well just understand this is the same medical test that they, they give in a medical setting, but because it's being done, you know, by us, even though we're doctors, but it's just for, his his individual education program it doesn't serve as a medical diagnosis and so i said okay cool still go ahead and and, and administer the administer the test which they did the ados test and he scored on the autism spectrum so he's just okay. been going through his his doctor knows about that and he's like okay whenever you're ready to to move further I, because my concern is that you know it's like people are going to see this label and go, oh, he, he has ASD, you know, he can't, or he's going to say that to himself. Oh, the reason I can't do this is because I have this diagnosis. And so I'm, I'm sitting here going, what is the best call for him? Because as of now, he's, he receives services and therapy and all that stuff through the school under the, um, the autism spectrum diagnosis that he got for his education individual education program but medically and I want to say it's like they, they have to be like 10 or 13 years I don't know what it is in Illinois to continue uh receiving services until it, it is required for them to have a medical diagnosis so I'm oh, okay see how second grade goes and um second grade is looking <laughs> we're getting a little disciplinary forms uh, almost daily you know so i i he has an appointment on october 2nd with his doctor so we're gonna go and talk about you know getting formally diagnosed and stuff and then you know still kind of still kind of riding the wave and just trying him and you know making all these calls by myself yeah it's tough it's tough It, it, it really is but I'm just, I'm just kind of, you're figuring it out. 
figuring out. Yes. I mean, I think it's hard. It's hard for any parent. We all, you know, whether you have a neurotypical child or not, it's like you, you're just kind of navigating, navigating everything. And then obviously, yeah, when you have a child on the spectrum, it just makes it that much harder because like you said, you never know like where is, where, where's the best place? What's the best move? What's the best decision? And yeah, when it all falls on you, cause like for you, it really all falls yes. on you. Am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing? What is the right thing? You know, that's just what you just have to constantly ask yourself and constantly reassess. And I'm such a, I I, like, I'm so proud of you and I'm so envious of you, how you are like an advocate for awareness and you are just, you know, promoting awareness that children with autism are just people, Yeah. you know, And, and I wish I had the bravery to do that. But my instinct is to go, you could probably pass them off. It's, you know, without the label, you know, you, you could probably get away with it. But then I'm like, I don't know. Can and I, and, and, but cause think about it. I mean, in generations past and there are probably so many people that are on the spectrum that oh, never got that label, yeah. Yeah. you know? And it's like, it, it means something I feel. And it, I, I just want to, do right by him man that's all I want to do but I know but I'm seeing now like we're in second grade and this kid (laughs) man he just won't do he just will not do what he's told he just will not and I'm like all right we're gonna keeping you on call a spade a spade that oh my gosh Christy that is my phrase for like literally everything I say okay let's just call a spade a spade and that's (laughs) I say it all the time but that's kind of how I feel about autism. And like, I, I mean, that's so sweet of you to say, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. But I really, oh my God, when Logan got diagnosed, I, I just saw that as like, as soon as it happened, I was just like, okay, I know, like, it is my duty as his mother that I just, I have to advocate. I have to be his, an advocate for him and for everybody out there with autism, because it is such like a, a stigma around it is so unfair uh, yeah it is. and it's so unfair and it was like at that point you know logan was four when he was diagnosed and even though we we knew what we were dealing with you know before that we we still we had this this little four-year-old little boy who like you said he was he was and he is just this perfect little human being and yes. for me i was like you know yeah he has he has this diagnosis of autism but like that he's so much more than than autism yeah he's logan yeah. he's logan yeah he's, he's a little guy man he's, he is who he yeah. is it's like you just it's like i just want to demand for that to be seen and i think that we're getting there we're getting there it's getting better all the time i actually have a girlfriend yeah. who uh, a single girl also was uh doing the dating online thing met this guy and she's like oh my god he's so cute you know, I, I just, I can't believe he's single. Like he has money. He's so cute. He's so attractive. She met him and he said, uh, you know, autistic. and she's like, Oh, Oh, he's autistic. And I'm like, so fucking what? <laughs> you know, he's, cute. he's got money. He's, a, he's just a regular dude. He might be a little weird, but Hey girl, they are, you know, at least he's not a cheater. At least he's not a drug addict. Come on. I mean, man. yeah, I say good for him. He's yeah. like, yeah, that, that's, that's, just the fact that she's a guy on a dating site, I was like, oh, 
yes, honey. For that autistic guy, I'm like, you go get you a girl. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I was listening to um, a DL Hughley had a special on Netflix, and he has a child with Asperger's syndrome. And, you know, he had some jokes on there about that that I was like, oh my God, I love this. We're just, we're getting into the public sphere where it's, we can talk about it, we can joke about it, we can. It doesn't have to be this like death sentence that I, you know, thought about it. It just seemed yeah. so detrimental. It seems so like, oh my God, like my world is ending. And, and just as I go on and as we go on together, him and I, uh, you know, it, it just makes me like hopeful that it's, it's all going to be all right. He's going to have a great life, you know? Oh my and God. So, he, first I, of all, he already does have a great life because he has you. Right, and you guys have a great Thank life, you. and he that there's there's absolutely absolutely no reason why that is not going to continue. That's just going to keep going. Exactly going for, to be- all these, for all of these children, you know, for all of these children, it it just is getting better and better all the time. I talked about that. I think it was episode three. I talked about the show Atypical and how you know there's like there's like TV shows now that are about autism and. A lot of people, like, I'll hear criticism of it, but I'm like, okay, yeah, it's it's not perfect, but, like, it's out there. It's becoming more mainstream. Yes. So it's like, let's let's all just, like, celebrate that, that, like, this is a conversation that we're having now. Get into it, yeah. Yeah, that we weren't able to have a few years ago. I mean, that's a, another reason why I want to do this podcast, too. Like, I just want to put it out there. I want to make it known that, like, these these kids and adults are, they're just people. Like, that's that's it. And they might look a little different or act a little different or sound a little different, but it's like, we all, I mean, we're all in this together. That's, that's really how I look at it. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I just have always been so, so terrified that his humanity would get lost in this, in this title and this label, you know, yeah. that that's always my fear. And it's always been my, my, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, I know. We know. But do you need to know? You know yeah. what I mean? Kind of. I, that's kind a of legitimate feeling. fear as a parent, for sure. I'm sure that, you know, a lot of autism parents have that same fear. Like, yeah, you you don't want your kid to be to be judged or to be treated differently. But I think that's why, at least for me, why I really want to, like, change the conversation and lead the conversation to say that oh my god yeah. you like you Megan oh. seriously I'm like <laughs> oh my god she is so brave I am I am such a you know p-u-s-s-y that I no. can't even oh, get out there <laughs> but I'm also something I, I also tell myself to trust your instinct you know just keep keep going keep following what you feel is best and and it's just it's, it's a daily daily struggle you know how it is every day I do. Every oh day. yeah every day for sure no I totally I totally understand that no you you are extremely brave look at you you're on the podcast that I really <laughs> no you you're you're amazing and you're doing amazing so with Mikey. okay so I have a couple questions that I just want to ask you just to finish so tell me, sure. what has been so far for you the biggest lesson that you've learned, like, throughout this journey? 
Uh, I would say, I would say that it's not about me. You know, that that's, and it's still a hard lesson to be, to be learned. I'm still forcing myself to, to say, it's not about you. It's not about what's best for you. It's not about what you want. You know, it's that, uh, like releasing of, of yourself for what is, what is best for your child. Yeah. That's such, that's so right. You hit the nail on the head. It's the truth because yeah, we, we have an idea of, you know, what things are going to look like and what we want and how we want them to go. Yes. And yeah, as soon as you, you have a child on the spectrum, it's like that all gets thrown out the window. <laughs> right. And, and I feel bad on myself about it. And I, I feel like I'm getting better. You are. You're doing amazing. Um, Thank you. Doc. That's so smart. Okay. And then my, my <laughs> other question for you, and I feel like I already know, but I just want to hear you say it. What is your favorite part about being Mikey's mom? Oh, my God. Uh... As if I could name a favorite. <laughs> yeah, probably my favorite part is just being able to uh, look at his face and hold him in my arms and the laughter. He Aww. cracks me up. He's hilarious. He makes me laugh every day. What did he say this morning? The second we woke up. Oh, the second we woke up this morning. Girl, barely opened my eyes. I mean, this kid, if it's the weekend, he's up with the roosters. Oh, that's for that's school. I got to drag him kicking and screaming. So he wakes up, butt crack of dawn. Mom, mom, mom. I'm like, oh, what, what? I got to tell you, I got to tell you a secret. I'm like, okay, honey, what is it? That's really important. Okay, go ahead. What's the secret? My belly button? Yeah. It's my self destruct button. <laughs> so you can never touch it. What? His self-destruct button. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking six in the morning. This kid's mind is going. Oh, my goodness. You know, and it, and it just goes on from there. It never. You know. Yeah. Mom, how are wasps different from bees? You know, <laughs> it just all day, every day, this kid's mind is just He's thinking. beyond the scope that I that I can understand. Aw. But well, it cracks me up. It, he kills me. He said, my belly button is my self-destruct button. I'm barely awake. But I just started dying. I'm like, kid, you are crazy. That is hilarious. Oh, my god. He kills me. So he makes me laugh all the time. He's Aww. the coolest. Aww. Hanging out with him. That's, that's what I, that's what I thought. It's just being mad. with him. Because okay. I can tell, I can tell just from, like, seeing all your pictures and everything with him that you just, you just enjoy him so much and you love him so much. Just the best and it's like that's why it pisses me off that everybody doesn't get how awesome he is you know they do they will they're they're they, gonna they, see why why do you gotta treat him weird you know he's he's the best just hang out for a second you'll get it you know i know i know i know you I know like yeah. just hang out with him for a second it seems scary but just give it a minute you know anyone anyone that knows logan like for for more than a couple minutes will will tell me that like oh my gosh he's he's just the best and i'm like yeah i know yes <laughs> yeah yeah like, oh. don't be scared he, he may look a little different from from other kids but he's the best dude you gotta hang out with him you don't get it you know it's like so just take a look take a look take a listen take a feel 
you know, just take it in all their sounds, all their movements. It's unique. It's unusual, but it's so pleasing. Like I, I also find him just like aesthetically pleasing just to, to watch him, even though his mannerisms or whatever might be unusual. It's just, it's like, he's fascinating. And I'm sure you see that with Logan and I'll, I'll see pictures of Logan it's like, even though their eyes aren't like maybe looking at the camera or even maybe they're trying to wiggle out of your arms, something about that child is just so visually striking, you know? <laughs> That's so Don't you? <laughs> well, I, yes, of it, course. I find him visually striking always, all the time, because he's my baby. And then other children, <laughs> you know, uh, you just think, oh, something about them. It's, it's unique. It's interesting. I, I kind of like it, you know? Well, they are unapologetically themselves. Like they make no no bones about the fact that like this is me and you're the one who's gonna have to deal with it. And I love that. <laughs> oh my god, me too. Because I'm over here going, huh, I don't know, he might be freaked out if you if you do it. and he's just like, I don't care. I'm doing it. This is me. I'm doing yep. you know, I'm doing what I'm gonna do. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'm trying correct. to let it okay well christy i've i've so enjoyed talking to you you're so funny you always crack me up oh thank you girl uh but thank you so much for coming out i know there's gonna be so many people listening that can relate to you and i hope so and i just i really don't want to like come across as somebody who, who who doesn't embrace being you know an autism mom you know, I just wanted to be so honest. So I, I, I was so nervous to do this, but I was like, I'm just going to tell it like it is. Oh, I'm so glad you did. No, I, I think that there's probably, I think most, most parents would feel the same way that you do because it's like you, as much as you want to, you know, do everything for your kid, it's still really scary and it's really hard. And I think that, yeah, you being so honest about it, I think, yeah, I know that people are going to relate to you for sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, girl. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. Best of luck to you. Congratulations on everything. And oh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yes, you take care. Okay, All bye, right. honey. Bye. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to... My conversation with Christy, she just cracks me up. I I think she is so funny. She has always cracked me up from the time that I met her. But I just think she had so much great stuff to say and I think that a lot a lot of people can relate to to what she was saying and how she feels. I know I certainly can as well. Um, again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry the audio was not the best on that episode. I'm still learning. I am definitely a podcast novice. So I'm trying to get get it all together. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting the show. I have been receiving such awesome feedback and it honestly just warms my heart. Every Every message and review I have received, it's it's just amazing to to see everything coming together and for people to be really appreciating the show because this was an idea that I've had for a long time and I really wanted to make it a reality and now it is and it's just it's so awesome to see it all coming together. So again, if you are interested in being on the podcast, I am interested in talking to you. I have some awesome, awesome guests lined up. 
in the coming weeks. So that's very exciting. But yes, if you would like to get in contact with me, you can email me at adventures and autism 2018 at yahoo.com. You can connect with me on Facebook. Check out our Facebook page. It's just adventures and autism podcast. Or you can check me out on Instagram, slide into the DMs, as the kids would say, um, Adventures in Autism Pod on Instagram. Uh, but again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. So that's all for now. Take care.